Good morning, first day again. The older I get, the faster they get. <laughs> Every day. Seem like get faster and faster. I heard somebody else having a birthday. The years pass by pretty quick. All them birthdays. <clears throat> Book of Hosea, the eleventh chapter. Take a few thoughts here this morning. Nice cool morning this morning. <clears throat> Betty had been complaining about being so hot. I've been telling her be patient, be be <laughs> be, be hollering it's too cold again. We never we never can get it quite right. She was talking about seventy two outdoors. Said on the porch, we just have one day like that, I think. <laughs> so we better take advantage of it. No, it has been awful hot, and we've been lately. We have been sitting out in the evening, enjoying the evening, and having a little coffee. So it's been enjoyable. Lord's good, isn't he? If we didn't have the heat, we wouldn't appreciate the cold. If we didn't have cold, we wouldn't appreciate the heat. So it's going to be seed time and harvest. It'll be a renewing of the time. I think I may have mentioned last week's good to work and then lay down that night and rest and wake up new, refreshed, a new, new person. Verse 1, he said, When Israel was a child then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt now, first time I ever read this I pondered over a good while uh, when Israel was a child then I loved him, and it reminded me of the Lord with his people. He loved them first. He loved Israel, even before they were, as even with us, even before we were. Lord loved us, his people, and he caused us then by his calling to call upon him. And then he said to call my son out of Egypt. As they called him, so they went from them. They sacrificed unto Baalim and burned incense to graven images. Now, I taught, I taught Ephraim also to go taking them by the arms, but they knew not that I healed them. And I, I suppose even if 
Some of them did know it. They had forgot it. They barely got out of, barely got out of Egypt into the desert when they began to complain and grumble and moan and groan about their condition out there. So the Lord is a little displeased with them. They had gone off the wrong way. But he had plucked them out of Egypt. And this is, this is an amazing thing that all the things that he had done for Israel over the time they, they were as a brand plucked out of the fire. They were as dead in Egypt under bondage, under severe bondage. And it, it was uh, severely burdensome to them and they, they were bound up there in that land and, and dying in that land. And yet the Lord in his mercy began to pull them out of Egypt they, they were owing to God for taking them out of there, and they were owing to God for saving them. Other they, they were utterly locked up in death. And it's the same way with the Lord's people now. They. They're like a brand plucked out of the fire. Seemed like the last minute they were plucked up. And, and so with Israel, they, it, for the last minute it seemed like they were, they were removed from there and brought out. Also, we might take note that it was the obedient of the people that he called and as they called them, so went they from, uh, from them. They sacrificed under Balaam and burned incense graven images. But the Lord taught Ephraim also to go, taking them by the arms. He didn't just leave them to that. He didn't just leave them go their way. He kept on reminding them by chastisement to go with him. So he taught him and he healed them. Same way with us. Good parallel drawn here by those, those people and us. All these things happen under Israel for our example upon whom the ends of the world has come. So we look unto them always for our example, the way we ought to go. We're indebted to the Lord so much that he has plucked us up from the fire, has taught us it behoove us to look at this and understand that we need not to go the way of all the people 
but to go and follow after the Lord and after his example. They set forth for in these last days he's spoken unto his people by Jesus Christ. So we don't have any reason to draw back. We don't have any reason to worship anything else. Our, our thoughts ought to always be up on the Lord and worship him. We're indebted to him. And another thing that we need to understand, we can't pay that debt. That's our problem. We can't pay the debt. So when one must come and pay the debt, and he taught us as well as Ephraim, and he walks with us, and he saved us from the pit. So what do we do? We must worship him. We must not worship the things around us, which, you know, we're so subject to do that. The things that's around us, we, we are tend to look to them. Then in verse 4, he said, I drew them with cords of a man, with the bands of love. <clears throat> I was to them as they that take off the yoke off their jaws, and I laid meat upon them. He removed the burden from them, took the yoke up off of them, and relieved their burden, the burden of being down in the death pit of Egypt. He relieved the burden from them, took the yoke off, he drew them with the bands of love. Love is a, a strange, if I could use that word, a strange thing. It, it dwells deep in the heart. Love does. We can't see it, but we can feel it. And the Lord was he was faithful to feel that for his people and to love them even before they were called with an everlasting love, never, never failing, constant, on and on until it's all consummated in the very end. The Lord called the people, Israel, as a child, as a little child, taking care of them completely. You've got a little child, somebody's got to care for it. Somebody's got to coddle it on their knees and feed it and clothe it and take care of it. An example here is that the Lord done the same thing for his people, called them out of Egypt. He's drawn them with the bands of love and was then as they that take off the yoke on their jaws and laid meat upon them. He shall not return into the land of Egypt. How's that? <coughs> Because the Lord's going to see to it. They're not going back that way. 
that the Assyrians shall be his king because they refuse to return. It doesn't say that here, but unto the Lord. They didn't want to go back. They wanted to keep on. Matter of fact, they looked back into Egypt and said, we'd rather we'd stayed over there. Now the comparison here is sometimes we have the same thoughts. If we're not careful, we get caught up in things around us and we'd think the same thing. Boy, it was good over yonder. I was just thinking a while ago about sometimes the Lord does, he moves in strange ways and we don't sometimes understand the things that are going on but he always moves in a positive way always correcting his people and instructing them but they refuse to return and the sword shall abide on his cities and shall consume his branches and devour them because of their own counsels. Well, Lord done all kind of things for them. Uh, when he got them out in the, in the desert, he provided a tent for them where they could go in and worship. He provided a cloud for a shade during the day and a fire at night to guide them. When the cloud moved, they moved. He carried them all the way up to the promised land. And guess what? They done the same thing. When they got to the promised land, they failed to enter in after all the Lord had done for them. Now the admonition to us is that we walk in the ways of the Lord, that we might enter in to the promised land. It's not anything that we do especially it'll get us in there but the way of the lord is the right way so we follow his guide that we might enter in they're not going to return to egypt the lord's going to see that going to put us over there and my people are bent to backsliding from me though they called they that called them to the most high none at all would exalt him how shall I give thee up Ephraim how shall I deliver thee Isaiah, uh, Israel how shall I make thee Adam how shall I set thee as thee born mine heart is turned within me my repentings are kindled together so there's always hope in the Lord. The places he's talking about here is close to Sodom and Gomorrah. They're in the same area. They have the same thought. And what happened to them? 
Lord done away with them one day. It rained fire upon them and consumed them. But the Lord is merciful. He didn't want to go that far with his people. He just needed to correct them, instruct them in the ways of righteousness. He does the same thing today. Keeps instructing us in the paths of righteousness. He didn't want it to be like that. Now, the Lord doesn't ever repent as repent <laughs> like we would repent. So he never, ever had any inkling of doing completely away with Israel. He is always going to watch over them. What should I do? How shall I give thee up, Ephraim? Not. He's not going to. How shall I deliver thee, Israel? How shall I make thee as Adama? Adma. We're not going to do the same thing. He's going to save his people. Those that seek after him. I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. I will not return to destroy Ephraim. For I am God and not man. He didn't think like us. Good thing, isn't it? <laughs> Our old minds just wander around all the time. We think one thing in a few minutes. We think something else and correct that. We do a lot of repenting. Even in this world, we do a lot of repenting. People of the world do a lot of repenting. They always change their mind. The Lord never changes his mind. He never had any inkling of leaving Ephraim there without bringing him forward, out ministering to him. He's God, not man, the Holy One in the midst of thee, and I will enter in to the city. They shall walk after the Lord. They shall roar like a lion. When he shall roar, then the children shall tremble from the west. They shall tremble as a bird out of Egypt. He had plucked them out of there and as a dove out of the land of Assyria. And he was going to put the Assyrian there to keep them from going back to Egypt. So all he's doing is working the way of his people. No matter what happens, he's always working their way, always carrying them. And I will place them in their houses, saith the Lord. And Ephraim compassed me about with lies, and the house of Israel with deceit. But Judah yet ruleth with God and is faithful with his saints. Oh, that we'd be faithful to the Lord because we owe him so very much. In the book of Deuteronomy, the 32nd chapter, 
I guess verse 7. Remember the days of old. Consider years of many generations. Ask thy father and he will show thee thy elders. And they will tell thee. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance. When he separated the sons of Adam. He set bounds for the people according to the number of the children of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is a lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in a waste and howling wilderness and he led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as an apple of his eye. And he found him. Deep was he out there searching for him. No, he knew where he was all the time. You understand, he had put him out there. But he put a rock out there with him that was going to lead him through that. And he found him in a desert land Waste howling wilderness he led about and he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye, and as an apple, as the eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So the Lord also did lead him, Israel, and there was no strange God with him. And he made him ride on the high places of earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. He made him to suck honey out of the rock and all out of the plenty rock. Butter of kine, milk of sheep with fat of lambs and rams of breed of Bashan and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat and out did strength the pure blood of the grape. But we always come to that as far as Israel is concerned. But Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. I know if you've been around an old cow, got an old fat heifer in the pen, you can't do nothing with her if she gets good and fat. You kick. That's the way Israel was. Lord fed him. And fed him. You know, in one place, what is so strange, they said he, he fattened them up for the kill. Hmm. He was dealing severely with Israel. But he kicked. Thou art waxen fat, and thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God, which made him, which made him, and lightly esteemed 
the rock of his salvation. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God. Wax fat. They begin to think, hey, done. you know, the psalmist prayed, this Lord don't give me too much. Give me just enough. Just enough. Don't give me too much, I might turn on you. That's what Israel done, turn on the Lord. After, after he had pulled them out of the death chamber, out of Egypt, under such cruel punishment, making them bricks. Then no straw with the bricks. Just old, just on, just getting worse and worse all the time. Even there, though, he provided a light in Goshen. Even in that distress, he was working in their favor. And he does the same thing for us. Always turning us around, caring us about, delivering us out of these things that we know not of. In Isaiah, the fifth chapter, Verse 1, now I will sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching this vineyard. My well-beloved, a vineyard in a very fruitful hill, hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill, and he fenced it. And he gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with choice vines and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a wine press therein, and he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. This is the same picture we see of Israel when he gathered them out of Egypt. And then what come forth? Wild grapes, and now inhabitants of Jerusalem, men of Judah, judge, I pray you betwixt me and my vineyard. What could I have done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Same way with the people of Israel when they brought them out. What more could he have done? He brought them out of death. Out from the grave? You and I, he brought us out from the grave? What more? What more? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes? This, this is what you're going to bring forth? After all I've done for you, and this is what you're going to do, you're going to kick? You're going to run and buck? And turn away from me, and now go to. I will tell you what I will do 
to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up, and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. And I will lay it waste, and it shall be pruned, not be pruned or digged, but there shall come up briars and thorns. Where you heard that before? Back at the Garden of Eden, wasn't it? When they betrayed God. And I will also consume the cloud, uh, command the clouds, that they rain no rain upon it, for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. Make no mistake about who he's talking. This is it. The house. Show them the house. And the men of Judah, his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment. But behold, oppression. For righteousness, behold, but behold, a crime. Woe unto them that join house to house. And he's going to go on explaining to them that the vineyard ought to yield good, sweet grapes, the blood of the grape. And what did it bring forth? Wild grapes. Another place said it, and it set their teeth on edge when they eat it. Wild grapes. Over in 45, then Isaiah. Verse 21, tell you, and bring them near, yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from the ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there's no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There's none beside me. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there's none else. And I have sworn by myself the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say in the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against them shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory, because the Lord is going to save his people Israel, they're not going to return to Egypt. He's always going to be blocking the way and turning them around. Go another route. And in 46, chapter 46 then, 
verse 3, he said, Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all a remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly and, from, and which are carried from the womb. Another picture here of them coming out of Egypt. They were born into the world, seem like. A coming out of Egypt. A new birth, a new beginning. A new time. Which are born by me from the belly and were carried from the womb. And even to your old age, I am he. The Lord, and even to whore hairs will I carry you. He took them by the arm and he let them out. And he's going to carry them and continue to carry them. Now I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and I will deliver you. To whom then will you liken me? and make me equal, and compare me, that we may be like. Who in the world could you possibly compare to him? But listen, believe it, people do. They want to set up something else. Carve something out of wood. They describe that they carve it all up, and then in the wintertime they get, they get heat from it, their carvings. They set it up, and they don't move. They don't do anything. But they get heat from it. So if something good, they say, comes out of it. But no, it's all in the Lord. In verse 12 of that same chapter, it said, Hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted, that are far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness. It shall not be far off, and my salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Zion, for Israel, my glory, a people born out of Egypt, they're coming out. The Lord is good to his people, always blessing them. Another book over in the book of Joel. from from Hosea <coughs> book of Joel the third chapter <coughs> verse 16 the Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth shall shake. He's going to shake it one more time. Just one more. 
but the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. So shall ye know that I am the Lord your God dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy, and there shall be no strangers pass through her anymore, never again. No strangers. Nothing to, nothing to carry them aside anymore. It's going to be good. In the book of the Psalms, and we've been in the Psalms, haven't we? Eightieth <clears throat> chapter. I don't know how to sort any of this out. I think we read the whole thing. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock, thou that dwellest between the cherubim, shine forth. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up thy strength and come and save us. Turn us again. Not going to go back into Egypt. Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. If you'll do it, we'll be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will thou be angry against the prayer of thy people? Thou feedest them with bread of tears, and givest them tears to drink in great measure. Thou makest us to strife unto our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Turn us again. Turn us again. One more time. Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt. Thou hast cast out the heathen and planted it. Thou preparest room before it, and thou dost cause it to take deep root and fill the land. And the hills were covered with a shadow of it, and the boughs thereof were like the uh, goodly cedars. She sent forth her boughs under the sea and her branches into the river. Why hast thou then broken down her hedges? so that all they which pass by the way do pluck her. The boar out of the wood doth waste it, and the wild beast of the field doth devour it. Return, we beseech ye, O God of hosts, and look down from heaven, and behold, and visit this vine. You think if the Lord visit the vine, it might bring forth good fruit? Visit this vine. And the vineyard which thy right hand hath planted, and the branch that thou madest strong for thyself, is burned with fire. 
is cut down. They perish at the rebuke of thy countenance. Lift thy hand. Be upon the man of thy right hand. Upon the son of man whom thou madest strong for thyself. The son, the son of man. So will not we go back from thee? Quicken us and we shall call upon thy name. Turn us again. Turn us again. It ought to be our prayer. O Lord God of hosts, cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Visit the vine. You planted it. Lord, visit it. Make it bring forth good fruit. If you'd turn us again, we'd be saved. Not go back into Egypt. Gonna place a barrier there. So we'll not go back. He planted a goodly vine. Surely he'll cultivate it to the end and save his people, Israel, that'll bring forth good fruit. <laughs>